The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And Lord, we invite you to have your way in our midst tonight. Speak to us individually and collectively. Touch us one and all. As we prepare for what you are set to do during Supernatural 2018, all these pre-supernatural meetings we have been marked starting tonight, next Wednesday, and then the upper Wednesday, Lord, we invite you to have your way in every life. And we pray that everyone that is a part of this church and every single one of us here tonight will fully partake of that which you are set to do in our lives in this convention. The new thing or the new things that you have in store for us, by your grace we'll be able to receive them and enjoy them maximally, we pray in the name of jesus and so precious holy spirit we ask that you order our steps direct us encourage us strengthen us inspire us motivate us build us up and bring us to that place where you have ordained for us to be we say blessed blessed be your holy name in jesus mighty name we have prayed and we have worshiped and the people of God shouted a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we want to use these next three Wednesdays, really the last three Wednesdays um, before Supernatural 2018 to farm up and build up our preparations. Glory be to God. I, I mentioned to us during the last crossover vigil that at times like this, um, because of the way we human beings naturally count time and see time, if we are not careful, um, and if we are ignorant about the way the devil operates, he may be able to step in and hinder us from receiving the help that God has for us. And like we said at the vigil, if there's any force you must have going for you at such a time like this is hope. Hope speaks of expectation. Hallelujah. And that's what I want you to really continue to build up. December 2nd to December 9th must not leave you the way it met you. Hallelujah. Ah. I only had two amens. Praise the Lord. Amen. Must not leave you the way it met you. And um, you must realize that several factors are in play for that to happen, but none of them more important than yourself. Hallelujah. None of them more important than yourself. Um, I, I, I use this analogy. Um, talking about something as simple as our breathing. Um, all of us breathe in, breathe out every moment. That, that's how we are sustained and that's how we stay alive. And a lot of factors are 
responsible for any human being to be able to breathe. Number one is the air that God supplies. That's a major factor. If God should withdraw air, nobody will be able to breathe because nobody else manufactures air. Praise the Lord. Number two is the lungs that God gives us. So you know about people that have respiratory disorders. If there's something wrong with your lungs, even if all the air in the world is available, you still won't be able to breathe. And thirdly, most importantly perhaps, is the willingness of the individual to breathe. You know, it's possible for somebody's lungs to be okay. It's possible for air to be available and somebody is still not breathing. Perhaps because somebody blocked his nose. He was forced from breathing. Or maybe the person decided himself just to hold his own breath. So, in any of the things we receive from God, and really this is a major part of what weeks like this are all about. It's all about receiving from God. It's all about receiving from God. In any of the um, factors that may be involved in you receiving from God, whether we are talking something as simple as oxygen or a healing for your body or financial breakthrough, you must realize that your own personal part is vital. Probably the most important part where you and I are concerned. Because I can guarantee you God will always supply air. Praise the Lord. Right from Genesis chapter 1, there has not been a day or a moment that God didn't supply human beings with air. And I don't think God is about to close shop. Hallelujah. So I want to announce to somebody here, your healing is here in the name of Jesus. As, as sure as the air that you breathe is air, your healing is here in the name of Jesus. The breakthrough you desire in whatever area of your life, it is here already in the name of Jesus. The supply part, and we must learn to think this way, particularly when we are trusting God for something, the supply part, that part that God supplies, the air that God prov provides us, the healing we desire, the financial breakthrough we desire, that part is always constant. God is not the kind of God that holds back on us. Hallelujah. It's the other two areas we need to check. Whether our lungs are okay, the things that, the tools that God has given us to receive, and our willingness to breathe. Your willingness to breathe. Hallelujah. And it's along those lines I want to really talk to us about. Thank God for the supply of God and the supplies that come from God. And we can bank on the fact that God will never disappoint us. God said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. But what about the part we need to do to receive what God has? John chapter 1 is a very, very vital um, scripture to think about here and we've shared that a lot in this church where the Bible said that um, Jesus came in the flesh and he came to his own came to his own but the Bible said his own received him not so it wasn't that grace wasn't available it wasn't that the love of the father wasn't available it wasn't that the salvation of God wasn't available it wasn't that the provision of God wasn't available Hallelujah. He came to his own, but his own received him not. And then the, the verse now went on to say that as many as believed him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. Amen. And I want you to just think along those lines as we get set for supernatural. There will always be a supply from heaven. Hallelujah. 
And I also want us to think in the realm of the supernatural. The theme, the conference is themed supernatural. Praise the Lord. What is supernatural? If you break, it's just two words, supernatural. Beyond the natural. This is one week where you can experience things beyond the natural limitations that may have kept you where you are till this very moment. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. In fact, that's what I want to talk about. I'm, I'm going to title this teaching, Engaging the Supernatural. Somebody say, Engaging the Supernatural. And I really want to encourage you and challenge you to elevate your thinking beyond the natural. Beyond the natural, over and above the natural. Praise the Lord. And we are not going to just think about that. We are going to reach for that. We are going to believe God for that. We are going to engage it. We are going to embrace it. Hallelujah. Luke one thirty-seven. Let me start from, from there tonight. Luke one thirty-seven. Um, for with God, this is Gabriel speaking to Mary, if you are familiar with this text, nothing will be impossible. Hallelujah. With God, nothing will be impossible. There is nothing you desire, there is nothing I desire. There is nothing you want to experience, there is nothing I want to experience. As long as God is in the equation, I don't have to miss out on it. Now, this is supernatural. Naturally, we can be limited, we can be contained. Things may not go our way. Things may not happen the way we want it to happen. And I don't know, maybe that's how someone's experience has been in 2018. It's as if you are hitting one roadblock after the other, one difficulty after the other. But I want to challenge you as we get ready for supernatural and as we come into the week of supernatural, think like this with God. Somebody say that with me, with God. Nothing shall be impossible. Oh, I can't hear you this evening. Say with God. Nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. We need to, and this is a major task for you and I as we prepare. I've told you over and over again, the best thing you can do at a time like this is to prepare. 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 And the window of opportunity to prepare keeps closing as each day goes by. Before you and I know it now, December 2nd is here. And everything that God has arranged for us to experience during that week, that convention, it will be available to us. The time has come. Amen. Now, of course, I hope you are interpreting that kind of statement very well. We are not saying that God is going to be more powerful on December 2nd than God is powerful today. That's not what we are saying. But the, the advantage of conferences like Supernatural, our annual convention, and weeks like that, December 2nd to 9th is... You are not going to have a week like that again where all these men of God are going to be gathered in one place. Reverend George is not here tonight, for example. He's not going to be here tomorrow. But bless God, December 2nd tonight, it will be available. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And what that does for us, particularly when we are prepared and when we are positioned to receive, somebody say with me, I'm ready to receive from heaven. What that does for us is that it's just gives us something we can anticipate and expect. Hallelujah. Particularly beyond what we are already experiencing. And I want you to start lifting up the expectation into realms like what the Bible is saying here. Gabriel was talking to Mary here. This was a virgin. What he was telling her and announcing to her had never happened before. 
that a woman will conceive a child without meeting a man. So, of course, the obvious question was, how shall this thing happen? And then he spoke those words to her. Glory be to God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. And I don't know what it is you are trusting God for in this kind of season. I came to announce over you tonight, with God, that thing is possible. Yeah. Hallelujah. By this time tomorrow, you'll have manifestations of that thing in your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Think supernatural. Genesis 18, 14, another text along this line. This time, God was talking to Sarah. So, the first one, Luke 1, 17, was a virgin, a young lady. This one is an old lady. A 90-year-old woman that had never gotten pregnant and was obviously, she had given up. I will never have children again for the rest of my life. Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. God was asking Sarah that. He told them, look, by this time next year, you are going to have a child. Now, these are natural impossibilities. In fact, someone said they are impossicants. A 90-year-old woman, naturally speaking, cannot have a child. Menopause will have set in or menostop, like somebody said. On top of that, she had been barren all her life. They had never had any child. So, one, if she, please, catch what um, these two people, Mary on one side and Sarah have to deal with, if they considered their natural environment, if they considered just everything that they have known up until that moment, if they considered what they had experienced up until that moment, yes, what they were facing was an impossibility. But here is God speaking to them, or an angel of God speaking to them. You need to start thinking beyond the natural. Oh, can I hear a loud amen? amen. Start setting your hope beyond the natural. Start setting your expectation beyond the natural. It may not have worked up until now. You may not have had the testimony up until now. You may not have had the experience up until now. But the question I have for you, Madam Sarah, is anything too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. Take yourself out of that box of limitation that wall of those walls of containment that you've allowed yourself to be shrunk into, glory be to God, and come up to this realm or come out into this place of supernatural thinking so that you can have supernatural experiences. Because is there anything too hard for the Lord? Yes, I know it's not every day you hear about a 90-year-old barren woman giving back to children. But Yes, we factored all the natural things, but is there anything too hard for the Lord? And then he told her, at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Glory be to God. I speak over somebody here. That miracle you are trusting God for, that breakthrough you are trusting God for, by this time tomorrow, there shall be a manifestation by the hand of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. But you need to think supernaturally. These things can only happen supernaturally. They can only happen supernaturally. Thank God for the natural. And at any other given day, we are expected to operate in the natural. We live in a natural world. We live in a physical world. 
all things being equal, the natural is okay. But bless God, this is Lagos, Nigeria, Africa. All things are never equal here. Amen. <laughs> Naturally speaking, the options we have for presidency next year is, is, is not good. <laughs> the, the two options. All things are never equal. But you see, we don't have to be limited to just the natural. This is where I'm trying to get you to, to start thinking as these days come by. You are not limited to just the natural. There are options of with God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Let me show you one more text tonight before I get into what I'm going to show you. So I'm, I'm going to teach you how to engage the, the supernatural. That's what I want to share with you. And I want to encourage you to start applying these things intensely. Particularly at a time like this. Just start consciously engaging. I think some Christians don't engage the supernatural. Okay, yeah. Naturally speaking, finances are tight. Naturally speaking, you've done everything you know to do. You've done everything they've told you and things are not working. And if you're not careful, you, you will... You will allow your mind and your hope and your expectation to be boxed in. Ah, I've done everything I know to do. And this thing has been here for a long time. It may not happen. No. In fact, when you are in situations like that, where it looks like you are hemmed in naturally and there doesn't seem to be any hope or no change, that's when you need to start thinking supernaturally. Consciously. That's when you start meditating supernaturally, consciously. Because as it were, you don't have that much hope in the natural. We talked about Abraham the other day, who against hope believed in hope. He had a hopeless natural situation, but deliberately and consciously he engaged the supernatural. He, he laid hold on supernatural hope. And it was when he had God speak to him like this. This, this, was, this was the year. This was the beginning of that Isaac miracle for Abraham. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I know you're 100 years old. And your body is dead. Or as good as dead. I know your wife is 90. Natural limitations. But is anything to have you injected that into this computation of whether you're going to have children or not? Somebody say with me, I'm thinking supernaturally. I'm thinking supernaturally. Look at this other scripture Jesus shared with them. Just to think supernatural. And we can go on and on. And I'll probably in the course of teaching, I, I keep giving you just supernatural thoughts. Thoughts that will enable your thinking and your expectation and your anticipation to go beyond the natural, to, to break any wall of containment in natural. Yes, we are not saying the natural doesn't exist, but bless God, there's something called the supernatural. Can I hear somebody shout aloud, amen? amen? Luke chapter 4, listen to these words of Jesus as well. And, and this one is very wonderful. Luke chapter 4, from verse 25. Luke 4, 25. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up for three and a half years, three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. There were many widows. There was a famine in the land. Glory be to God. 
but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Hallelujah. Then verse 27. And many lepers were in Israel in the days of Elisha, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Hallelujah. Challenging you to think supernaturally. Everybody may be sick, oh. In fact, there may be no hope on the horizon, but somebody still got a miracle from God. Somebody say, that is me, that is me, that is me, that is me. They are thinking supernaturally. Sometimes to think supernaturally, you must learn to think exceptionally. Hallelujah. There were many widows, and all of them were hungry, and probably even dying. But yet, glory be to God. God was still able to reach somebody. God will reach you this season. God will address your issues this season. God will meet you at the very point of your need this season. Glory be to God. There were many lepers, many of them. In fact, this Naaman guy was not even in covenant with God. One day his, his housemaid just told him, Madam, look, I know a prophet in this place. If Oga goes there, he will be cleansed of this leprosy. And the, the, the lepers that were living in the same city with Elisha, <laughs> praise God, they didn't get it. So to, to think supernaturally, you must realize that, look, even if nobody's getting healed, that will not be the story in Jesus' name. But even if nobody's getting healed, say with me, I'm like that widow of Zarephath. And like Lehman the Syrian. You see, the natural thing to think that, hey, everybody is broke. Hey, everybody's marriage is having problems. Hey, everybody's ministry is suffering. Hey, everybody is losing their job. But there's something called accept. Hallelujah. Accept. Say with me, I'm the accept. Hallelujah. And God met that widow of Zarephath. Praise God. And throughout that famine, the Bible said the barrel of meal did not waste. And the cruise of oil did not run dry. Hallelujah. You will experience supernatural provision this season in the name of Jesus. You will experience supernatural healing like Naaman this season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So please remind yourself over and over and over again with scriptures like this. The supernatural is real. The supernatural is real. There is a realm, and that's the realm where God exists, the with God realm. I may not be able to know everything. I may not be able to understand everything. I may not even be able to see a way out where I want to experience a way out. Glory be to God. But if I can just engage with that realm, hallelujah, touch that realm, embrace that realm, I can experience my own with God moments. With God, glory be to God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen and amen and amen. Lift your hands with me tonight and just thank God for the supernatural. Thank God, thank God. And declare to yourself that this season the supernatural will mark your life where there are limitations, where there are obstacles and impossibilities in the natural rather than being depressed and being discouraged. Thank God for the supernatural. 
thank God beyond all that I can see and all that I can feel and all that I can experience, there's still another realm. There is that with God realm. There's that realm where there are answers beyond what I understand. There's that realm of power beyond what any human being can give me. There is that with God realm. And thank God that this season, that is the realm you are going to be operating from in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to think that way and live that way. Ideally, we Christians should be living in supernatural every moment. But if for any reason you have been hemmed in by just the natural, I want you to switch out of that natural only mode, hallelujah, and begin to tap into that supernatural realm where you can have miracles and breakthroughs every day. Can I hear a loud amen? Where you can have your needs met beyond what you can explain. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. How do you engage the supernatural? I'm going to give you a few keys. Let's start with where I believe is the best place to start from. You engage the supernatural by grace. Grace. Start from there. There are many keys we can share. But I think this is the best one. Grace. God's unmerited, un unqualified favor. Favor you did not merit. Favor you did not qualify for. By grace. I can experience the supernatural by the favor of God. Hallelujah. The unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor of God that is available to me now. Hallelujah. I can embrace and engage and experience the supernatural by the favor of God. He came to his own. John chapter 1 again. His own did not receive him. Say with me, this season I'm receiving everything that Jesus has made available for me. Hallelujah. I think we should look at that text. I've just been quoting it. Let's go to John chapter 1. The word became flesh. The Bible said, and dwelt among us. I believe it's verse, is it 13 or 14? Hallelujah. I'm receiving everything that Jesus has for me. He came to his own, verse 11, and his own did not receive him. Praise the Lord. This preparation season is to get you to that place where you are you are ready to receive everything that God has for you but as many as received him he gave them the right to become the children of God they moved from natural and all of us that are born again have experienced this all of us were natural children we had natural parents but there's a supernatural of being a supernatural child of God and just by grace as many as received him what happened they experienced the supernatural. They, they manifested, but they became the children of God. Watch, watch carefully, talking about natural and supernatural. He gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who are born, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, not naturally, but nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. What did they have to do? They just had to receive what Jesus brought. It wasn't a matter of what we labored for. It wasn't a matter of what we qualified for. It wasn't a matter of what we earned. It was just a function of what we received. Let me hear someone shout, I receive. Oh, hallelujah. And this is a major, major reason why many people don't experience the supernatural. 
or don't engage the supernatural. This simple principle of just, just receiving what Jesus brought. Hallelujah. Um, verse, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. And verse 16, of his fullness. Hallelujah. We have all received and grace upon grace. This is where we should start your, your encounter and your engagement of supernatural from. You see, this is, let me just, again, back to us not being ignorant of the device of the devil. Um, if you are not careful, and I can't overemphasize this, if you are not careful, there will be thoughts flying in your head. Ah, you have not prayed enough. Hey, you missed it here. Hey, you have not sowed enough seed. Ah, they are raising offering in church. You've not given anything. Hey, you've, and if you are not careful, those kind of thoughts, particularly if you don't know how to handle them, and I'm giving you the ammunition to handle them, the spiritual, work, um, the spiritual tools to handle them, because we are going to talk about many other ways to engage supernatural. But this is where to start from. I can engage the supernatural purely on the platform of grace. So it's not a matter of how well I've prayed. One of the things we are going to teach you is prayer. You're going to do. In fact, you should have started praying by now. Glory be to God. But I pray, bless God, that you are not that guy because you think or you feel or a thought is flying in your head, you have not prayed enough, you meet this prayer meeting, you now don't think you can experience or have a supernatural testimony. Praise the Lord. Now, hopefully, um, in the same vein, I hope you are not the guy that is now thinking, well, they said that by grace, you can ask for so I'm not going to pray. That's not what I'm teaching you. Talk to me, somebody. If I'm going to teach you to pray. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I want you to establish that I can experience the supernatural purely by grace. Not because of what I did or did not do, but simply because Jesus has come and he comes bearing gifts and all I have to do is to receive. Let me hear you shout, I receive again. We talked about this a lot during grace culture. Dr. K was talking about all those people that Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Um, John chapter 9. The blind man. The man that was born blind. I'm just going to mention them just to remind us. It, at the end of the story, the guy got healed. It wasn't about... Hey, they asked him, is he the, who sinned? Is he, the, is he him or his father? No, no, that's not the issue here. How did someone like that get his miracle? Hallelujah. By grace. It was just simply the favor of God. The favor of God. Jesus just favored him. There was no testimony or testament that he prayed. There are people in the Bible that told us they prayed. There are people in the Bible that told us they had faith. Glory be to God. And all those things are also ways to engage the supernatural. And teaching you about the grace platform is not to encourage you not to pray or not to have faith. If I'm going to come to all that later, but start from the platform of grace. If you are standing on grace, no devil can rob you of your miracle. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. No devil can rob you of your miracle. Story after story, we read. John chapter 5, the man that had been at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus told him, do you want to be made well? In fact, that kind of guy, the guy had, he was really a hopeless guy. He wasn't really expecting anything from God. Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, the man at the beautiful gates. 
that had been born crippled from his mother's womb. Can I tell somebody something here? It doesn't matter how long the problem has been. Oh, hallelujah. In fact, one of the other things I noticed about most of these stories that got their miracle purely by grace, I noticed that they were all long-standing issues. Long-standing issues. The man at the beautiful well, he had been there for 38 years. The man at the, I mean, the man at the pool of Bethesda. The guy at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3, he was born that way, and he was now 40 plus years old. The woman that was bowed over in Luke chapter 13, she had been there 18 years. Ought not this daughter, whom Satan, this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bowed these 18 years, ought she not be set free? Hallelujah. All these stories, like we, like we read, it wasn't anything. The Bible didn't tell us that ah, these people had been praying. Oh, there were people that had been praying like Cornelius. Oh, there are people that had faith, like that guy, was it at Lystra, where Paul was preaching. And the Bible said that Paul saw, perceived that he had faith to be healed. Yes, but there is something called grace. Hallelujah. So I prophesy over you, this supernatural season, this year season, you will have testimonies of grace. You will have financial breakthroughs you did not qualify for, miracles you did not earn, things you did not work for, in the name of Jesus. So start thinking supernaturally through the connection of grace. Say with me, God favors me, God favors me, God favors me. Just as I am. Just as I am. Hallelujah. I, I was with them in the Alagbado church um, on last Sunday. And I was sharing with them along this line. And I, and I told them, you, you really have to learn your first connection to the supernatural is nothing. Nothing. There was nothing that man in Acts chapter 3 did that he had not done before. He had always been at the beautiful gates. He had always asked for arms. He had always asked people for money. Nothing. As it were, he did nothing. Glory be to God. And listen to me, my brother, my sister. Sometimes that's all it takes to engage the supernatural. Some of us are too worried. You are too anxious. You are too restless. And when you start operating like that, particularly because you're under pressure, and we live in an environment of under pressure, And all these things do is to just put us to that place where we are not engaging the supernatural by the favor of Almighty God. And you've got to learn to think favor. God will favor you this season, you know, because God has already favored you. Can I hear a loud amen? So come up to that level and think that way. Come up to that level and think that way. You should never, ever tolerate condemnation from the enemy. No matter what you've done or what you have not done. For my Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. Why? We have this free gift of grace. Free gift of grace. Glory be to God. We have this free gift of God's favor. Hallelujah. And when the favor of God flows... Like John 1, 11 and 12 was telling us, there will always be a supernatural encounter. They were born of God, not of the will of man, not of flesh and blood. Simply because they received him as he was. There were those that did not receive him more. Nothing supernatural happened to them. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Say with me, I'm one of those that receive him. Oh, hallelujah. 
Come on, say it like you understand what I'm saying. Say, I'm one of those that receive him. Declare boldly with me in the name of Jesus. My supernatural package of grace. I am one of those that receive. I'm telling you just nothing. I'm doing nothing, sir. I am doing nothing. Engaging this man. I'm doing nothing. Why? Jesus has finished everything that I need to receive my miracle. Look, this is a simple truth. Every other key you are going to learn to engage the supernatural, whether it's the key of faith or the key of prayer or, or any other key we are going to talk about, the key of sowing and reaping, the best way to, the best place to flow all those other keys from is from this place of grace where it's not a matter of what I'm doing primarily. It's a matter of what Jesus has done for me in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing is going to rob me of my miracle this season. Nothing is going to rob me of my package from heaven this season. I am standing squarely on the platform of grace. God's unmerited favor. In fact, the more you think about it and meditate about it, I'm telling you the more confidence it will, it will instill inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. The more you will have rest. Major, major key to us finishing well. Our theme, come on to Jesus and you will find rest. 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 If you even try to apply every other key you will learn to engage in supernatural without this basic primary key of grace, if you are not careful, you get into unrest. Doing faith now becomes a struggle for you. Prayer now becomes a struggle for you. Some people get condemned because of prayer or lack of prayer. And you shouldn't. Glory be to God. I believe in the finished work. Hallelujah. Romans 4, 16, the next key. Romans 4, 16. Shout hallelujah if you're there. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. Therefore, it is of faith. That it might be according to grace. To, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. It is of faith. So they're introducing another key that works hand in hand with grace here. What do I do to engage supernatural Pastor T? Nothing. Just rely solely, squarely, completely on the grace of God. And that's where my journey begins from. In fact, that's what every other thing I do begins from. Jesus has paid the price for me already. Can somebody shout a loud amen? amen. Say, I believe in the finished work of Jesus. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. I'm, I'm, I'm standing solely on the free gift of grace. Hallelujah. The unmerited favor that Jesus has shown me. While I was yet a sinner, not that God waited for me to clean up my act. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. That's what I'm standing on. And that's how I engage the supernatural. Glory be to God. But that's not all the Bible teaches us. So while we're engaging grace, amen, while we are standing on favor, it is of faith. So we, we exercise faith. We exercise faith. Go with me to Acts chapter 3. Let's talk about that a while. Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. So after Peter healed that man at the beautiful gate, 
They came to them and I said, ah, um, what happened here? How, how, how did this miracle happen? This is the man that has been sitting at this gate all his life. And like we just said, the guy did nothing. He wasn't like he was in faith. Glory be to God. He wasn't like he was prayerful. He's not like he sowed a seed. He's not like he fasted. It's not like he did all the other things the Bible teaches us to do to engage the supernatural. But bless God, he experienced a supernatural miracle like no other. That will be your kind of testimony this season in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Peter attested to that. Um, Acts chapter 3, verse 12. So everybody gathered around, what happened here? So the Bible said when Peter saw it, when he saw everybody gathering around, watch this. He responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? May God give you testimonies that will make you marvel. May God give you testimonies that will make people all around you marvel in the name of Jesus. You guys ought to be saying a better amen, no? May God give you... See, all these things, let them help you to think supernaturally. Think beyond the natural. Think beyond your experience. Look, this is the best way you can prepare to have supernatural experiences. And you shall have supernatural experiences this season in the name of Jesus. Why are you marveled? Now, watch what he said. Why are you marveled? Or why do you look intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk? So he just acknowledged that, look, what made this miracle happen was simply the power of God. It wasn't because I'm a man of God. It wasn't because of my power or my godliness. Did you get that? So he acknowledged there that this thing was simply an operation of God's grace, God's power, God's favor. Amen. Peter was going to church like he had always gone to church. He was going to pray like he had always gone to pray. And the man asked him for arms. And this time, boom, silver and gold I do not have. But such as I have given you. But he now went on in verse 16. Please watch what he now said. And you see that connection of what Romans 4 and 16 were saying. It is of faith that may be by grace so that the point can be shown to everybody. Hallelujah. So he went out to explain to him, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Faith made it happen. Look at Acts chapter, chapter, um, chapter 4. Let's just read on along there. He gave them many reasons why it happened. They asked him in verse 7, Acts chapter 4, um, projection, if you guys can flow, I'm just trying to quickly run because of time. Uh, how, um, by what power and in what name have you done this? He, 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 he told them in verse 10, let it be known to you all, Acts 4 and 10 now, and to all these people of Israel that by the name of Jesus whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Peter just exercised faith in the name of Jesus. Nor is there salvation, verse 12, in, any other, in no other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. He just, faith. Glory be to God. Just believed God. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm standing, I'm standing on this platform or this precipice of God's favor and God's grace. But I'm not just doing that alone. No, I'm also exercising faith. At least that's what Peter did. Glory be to God. Tap your neighbor and say, believe God. Believe God. Believe God. Believe God. Believe God for unusual things this season. And you know how faith comes. Faith comes. Look, look at what they told, um, what they told them in, in verse 17 of that Acts chapter 4. This is how faith comes. This is what the elders and the rulers of people told him. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them, and that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Acts 4 and verse 2. Still talking about faith. Acts 1 verse 2. However, many of those who heard, what did they hear? They heard the word. What happened when they heard the word? They believed. Many of those. And all this is telling us how that miracle happened, how the power of God flowed in that situation. And we know that power was an operation of God's grace. That was the first thing Peter told them. This did not happen because of our godliness or by our own power. It happened simply by the power of God. It happened by grace. And these are all the things that made that grace to flow. Many of those who heard the word of God believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. Verse 2 of Acts chapter 4. Okay, that was verse 5. I just read. Look at verse 2. They said the, the elders were greatly disturbed that they taught the people. Like we are teaching the people today. And like we teach the people in this church. They were so that they taught the people. And preached in the name of Jesus. They preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Or they taught the people and they preached about the supernatural to the people. You need to build faith or stir faith. You are, you are standing in grace so... You are positioned for the favor of God. You are looking to the favor of God. You are trusting in the favor of God. But you now also walk by faith. This is how you get supernatural encounters. How does a man that has been crippled from his mother's womb, that is now 40 plus years old, in one moment, the Bible said, suddenly his ankles and his feet received strength and he jumped. And before anybody could say it, he was walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. May God give you that kind of miracle in the area of your life where you need it the most. I know many of you, it's not your ankle and your knee that you need strength. Maybe it's your bank account that you need. May God give you a miracle that suddenly you'll be walking and leaping and praising God financially in Jesus' name. Supernatural encounter. How did it happen? Number one, the grace of God. That man did nothing, as it were, but he ended up with a miracle. Glory be to God. But when they asked Peter what happened, he acknowledged, no, this thing was by the power of God. But now said talking to them about faith. And when he was discussing faith with them, you could see the devil talking through the elders. They discouraged them, don't teach and preach in the name of Jesus. Why? Teaching and preaching in the name of Jesus inspires faith. Don't teach and preach in the name of Jesus. Don't tell them about the resurrection from the dead. Don't talk to them about the supernatural. Why? When you keep hearing about the supernatural, faith is inspired. Hallelujah. His name and through faith in his name has given this man this perfect soundness before you all. Faith. Somebody just believed in the name of Jesus. 
And let's even explain that a little bit. What does it mean, his name? And through faith in his name. Jesus had died. Jesus had resurrected. Jesus had gone to heaven. So there wasn't a physical manifestation of Jesus. But what Jesus has done for us, starting from this time in the book of Acts till 2018, hallelujah. And I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, that same power and that same name will still be available between December 2nd and December 9th for you in the name of Jesus. And it's available tonight. God is not going to be more anointed December 2nd. Now, December 2nd will work for us because it's a special week. But you can start now. So don't preach in that name. Don't listen to CDs that talk about that name. Why? They know, the devil knows. You see, the elders are just saying that. Because every time you hear the word of faith, faith is born inside of you. Every time you hear about the supernatural, you hear a testimony about the supernatural, you hear about someone that was barren that now has children, you hear about someone that was broke that now has money, you hear about someone that was sick that is now healed, you hear about someone that is left upside down, but now God has organized his life, it stirs up faith inside of you. And when faith is stirred up, it accesses grace. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, and this shall be your end in the name of Jesus, that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Somebody shout, that includes me. Engage the supernatural. Engage the supernatural. Consciously. And you need to know how to do it. Start from the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. While I was yet a sinner, Jesus died for me. Now that I'm his daughter and I'm his son, will he not much more give me everything that I desire? Start from there. Start from, it's not about my prayer. I know people in the Bible that they didn't pray. I know people that they were begging, this guy wasn't praying. He was begging for money. We don't even know whether I was a Christian. <laughs> Glory be to God. Most likely he wasn't. Peter didn't say he's our church member. They knew everybody. All of them knew themselves there. That woman that was bowed over, she wasn't praying. That's grace. There's something about the favor of God. Titus 2 says this way, that bringeth salvation, hallelujah, has appeared unto all men. The favor of God, free, free. So no devil should come and tell me because I have not prayed. That's why God is not blessing me. Somebody's saying a lie. Or because I have not served Or because I am not sowing. Or because I didn't lie. Now, that is not to say you should not pray, you should not serve. I'm going to teach that one anyway, so <laughs> you can't say that that's what I taught you. But it starts by favor. Hallelujah. And when you are in the favor of God, your next best asset is faith. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, who is rich in favor? Let, let's read that as we close. Ephesians 2 and 4. Glory be to God. Somebody shout out loud, thank God for God's grace. I am a beneficiary of that grace. Somebody say, thank God for God's mercy. I am a beneficiary of that mercy. And by that grace and by that mercy, I engage the supernatural. 
Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy, who is rich in favor, because of his great love for me, which he has loved me. Oh, hallelujah. I wish he had more time, but again, I'm sure many of us are familiar with this text. But let it put faith inside of you. Even when I was dead in trespasses, made me alive together with Christ. By grace, I have been saved. I have been healed. I have been provided for. My marriage works. My children are well. My future is bright. I finished 2018 well. How? By grace. What is the grace there? That richness of God's mercy, that great love with which he loved me while I was still a sinner. Wasn't it after I prayed that God said loving me? It wasn't after I decided I'm going to serve God and be pastor that God said loving me. While I was still a sinner, I did nothing to be a beneficiary of his rich mercy and his love. Start your journey to engage supernatural from there. If you stand on that one, no devil can condemn you. Hallelujah. Stand on that, that. That's the best if you stand on your prayer life. Hey, you may not miss, you may miss prayer one day. Or you may pray and miss. But bless God, we have this thing called grace. That is our doorway into the supernatural. Amen. Somebody say, my door went to the supernatural. And this season, let me hear you, this season, I'm all out to engage the supernatural. Praise God. Can I tell somebody here, you don't have to be broke. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be depressed. Engage the supernatural. One touch of God's power like that man had in Acts chapter 4. One touch, hallelujah, can change your story. It doesn't matter whether the condition has been there for 40 plus years. By grace we are saved. Verse 8. So catch what we are saying here. So we start with grace, but we don't stop with grace. So, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest anyone should boast. Every other thing we are going to teach, whether it is faith, whether it is prayer, whether it is seed, you will realize that all of them come through God, including the grace. Seed, God is the one that ministers seed to sower. Faith, what Peter said there, the faith that comes through him. Stewardship. I am what I am by the grace of God. I labor more than I am, yet not I, the grace of God working in me. See, that's the beautiful thing. When you are doing it from grace, you will receive the supply first. Hallelujah. And all the other things I just add to. Amen. Anybody ready for the supernatural this season? Rise on your feet. If you think you know what to do, I've shared with you what you need to do. Rise on your feet. And even from tonight, start elevating your thinking, your talking, your behavior. <laughs> Glory be to God. From the natural to the supernatural. Let me tell you what God told me as I was praying for this service. He said many people are still limited by the natural. And that's why he gave me this word. We'll continue with it as you prepare. You have just less than three weeks left for this great and awesome week. It will be a week like no other for you in the name of Jesus. It will be a week like you've never experienced in 2018 in the name of Jesus. And like we've been saying, it will be a week that will not leave you the way it met you. But it will happen as you engage.
Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor for me, are you ready to engage? You engage one by grace. God favors me just as I am. Hallelujah. And number two, I engage by faith. I believe. Let me just keep hearing the word. These messages I'm hearing in church, let me keep hearing and hearing them. Get some powerful messages that I'm listening to as I'm going. Some powerful worship songs I'm listening to that is feeding faith in my heart. And as I do faith and grace, or grace and faith, I engage the supernatural. And I tell you, when I touch the supernatural, I come into that realm where with God, nothing shall be impossible. Lift those hands where you are tonight and just begin to magnify God and even consciously engage Him supernaturally. Go out of the natural. Go out of the limitations of your mind. Come into this place of grace. God loves me. God is rich in mercy towards me. God favors me. God's power flows towards me right now like it did for that man at the beautiful gates. And a 40 plus, 40 years plus old problem was resolved instantly. That's the kind of grace I'm enjoying. That's the kind of favor. Think, think that way. Think. With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Even with what I've shared with you tonight, I want you to just cautiously engage the supernatural right where you are. Engage the supernatural concerning your finances. Engage the supernatural concerning your health. Engage the supernatural concerning your relationships, your family. Every aspect. Consciously do it. How? By grace. Through faith. By grace. Through faith. Elevate your thinking to that supernatural dimension. Elevate your talking to that supernatural dimension. Elevate your believing, your attitude. Your, even your attitude in the presence of God. Elevate it out of the natural, out of the limitations of the natural, into that place of the supernatural. Oh, some of you, you are about to have some of the most amazing experiences you've, never, you've ever had in your life this season. As you consciously engage the supernatural. Hey, come on, magnify God. Pray this evening and touch that realm. Go beyond your senses. Go beyond what you already know. Go beyond what you feel. Go beyond the disappointments of your past. Or even the successes of your past. Engage the supernatural. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.